Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Cam Wade. Thanks for joining me here on Words on Water. I guess that's maybe how I'd say it. I don't know. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm fumbling about. I just figured, I don't know. I, you know, I'm still new to this, like fresh. Fresh, I'm so fresh, so fresh to all this. I'm voyaging. Well, not anymore. Um, so this is still... A lot of learning. Like, I'm really learning that I don't really like this camera that I got. Luckily, I didn't spend a lot on it, and that's probably why I don't like it. It's got, like, this autofocus. I'm sure you've seen it if you've watched the other videos and are watching this one. How see, it just did it. Any slight movement, it goes blur. Back clear again sometimes. I don't know. It's just stupid. I'm just going to uh, switch out the old uh, muff here. I just want to test it out. Why is it doing that? See, God, I didn't move that much. I didn't move that much, bro. This is how I do it, I don't remember. Oh, Jingao! Jingao! Don't want to rip it. Oh, there we are. Yeah, I could have ripped it. I could have ripped it. I gotta be real quiet. This one's quite large. Oh! Alright, so. <clears throat> you know, initially. I thought maybe I was going to do one of these recordings, these podcasts, these videos, uh, a week, start with 30 minutes, you know, and I'm seeing, feeling that I don't know. And I'm sure I've, I'm going to, um, damn it. I just forgot as I'm doing this, I was going to call, <laughs> text my buddy, TJ McCormick, uh, or text him after I got done with the event that I was just at. Um, and we were going to see if we could find some time to jump on a quick call, just to go through some pointers. Um, and just, you know, he's going to, you know, give me some, some help. He's always helping people. Um, which is cool just so I can be better at delivering this, this, uh, this time that I uh, set aside to just share and to, uh, grow an audience so we can share together uh there will be a uh, facebook page all that jazz all that bs just so we can communicate better more effectively because you know it's not uh, just it's a collaborative i think i think it can be but it's evolving like i feel like you know why not record why not jump on here when i'm chilling you know scanning i've got a lot of stuff to download for my brain, a lot of upcoming stuff, a lot of moving parts. Um, it could be overwhelming, exciting, cool things are happening. Uh, busy, 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 busy. A lot of changing, a lot of learning. Today, I went to a, a lunch and learn out um, in Dallas. Went to Top Golf. I think that's where it was in Dallas. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I just went. Um, this company called C3, they're a public adjusting firm. Uh, they've been around a minute, a while. Um, been watching them. You know, I'm a new public insurance adjuster. You know, just in my second year. You know, been in contracting for 13 plus years, give or take. Um, you know, my father, you know, did contracting, GC, remodeling, painting, all that jazz, roofs. Uh, AC, he was HVAC certified, um, 
pretty deep in that. So it's always been a part of me, but um, I'm new to this this aspect of it relatively. Um, so I'm just trying to learn as much because there's so much to learn. And uh, again, just like I was recently talking about circles, about sometimes to make some real positive changes in your life um, and to get the things you want in life uh, that you, you know, when you kind of figure out that uh, what might make you happy, you go after those things and you sometimes need a new circle, a new tribe to help you achieve that or to just, you know, have an enjoyable life. It can mean all the, the difference in the world who you surround yourself with. So today I went to go learn from, I guess some people would say, oh, it's your uh, you know, competition or whatever, but you know, they do pretty much the same thing we do, but I mean, in their own way, um, but so much more experience on the table there um, than me personally. And uh, I respect Matt Barons and those guys over there and gals. Why is this focus so stupid? God, this camera is really mad. So it was really cool. Um, he and I have started a, a relationship, a friendship um, recently in the past you know, year. <clears throat> it's been really cool to grow that relationship and that friendship and to learn from someone who's more experienced. Um, we can, you know, rap, learn from each other, grow. Um, I had a brain fart. Um, so yeah, it's a really cool environment. <clears throat> a, a really cool circle of friends, colleagues of uh, just people I can, you know, ask questions and feel safe, <laughs> you know, they're going to, you know, really help me and help me grow and, and get me in, in the right direction. I think that's an important. I'm seeing such a huge, just a drastic uh, change over the past couple years of um, really being hardcore consistent um, and pushing towards uh, this, you know, these missions, these targets um, in my mind, in my heart, in my spirit. Um, there's a bunch, I'm not going to offload those right now, but I'm, I'm on the hunt. Everything I'm doing is, uh, in some shape or form, it's all connected to, uh, you know, whether it's a, I definitely want to eventually have my own hunk of land on the river, on the lake, um, uh, some, own some multifamily stuff, some Airbnbs. Um, I really want to start a, uh, a rehab antique furniture resale shop. My brother, my brother Blake is really into that as well. <clears throat> That's something we share. I think we got from our dad as well. Uh, Cause he do that shit. My mom. Okay. Of course was always, you know, wanting things to look pretty and shit. She, uh, she was an interior decorator for a while. She has a good eye that all, you know, her style is her style. And it's also, uh, it's pretty. She can decorate a damn Christmas tree, dude. It'll blow your socks. It'll make, even if you're just bah humbug, you look at the Christmas tree and you're like, Christmas. Anyway, where was I going with that? Son of a gun. It's going to come back, guys. Uh, bear with me. I'm just a human. Um, anyway. Fun. This is fun. See, this is fun, guys. Don't be afraid. 
do that scary thing. This is scary to me. You may not believe it, but it is. I think it's more scary than, um, I mean, I've played in, you know, on some, some pretty cool stages in front of a shit ton of people, um, with a lot of pressure, uh, man. And when you're, when you're creating, creating something that means a lot to you, that takes a lot of, uh, takes a lot of balls to create something and to deliver it kind of like this sometimes, like if, you know, in your heart, you want to say like, it's, I, it's, I just want to make music or I want to create my art just that I love, you know, it's something that I can appreciate. You know, I believe that. And I feel that way too, but also the best part I believe is sharing that, right? That's why we have Spotify. That's why we have Pandora. That's all this technology is to uh, better and uh, connect us, our knowledge, our hive. I don't know. It's It's been great. It's also been insanely negative <laughs> to our society because uh, it's a human condition. We're always going to uh, pervert and mutate something and use it the way that it's not intended to be used sometimes it gets out of hand really quick and it has i mean look look at all this jazz it's crazy we live in a crazy world man take a lot of it for granted and where was i going and did you guys see that bird fly behind me <laughs> there he is again he's going nuts yeah that fool you know we're rehabbing him. He's going to be out of here soon. I call him a fool. He's, uh, he's really a sweet bird. And it's, uh, we found him when he was about that big underneath a tree in a crazy windstorm. Um, we had some good ones this year, earlier this spring. Um, not as bad weather as we thought, but still it was awesome winds there for like, it almost felt like a full two months, just crazy, crazy winds. And uh, that little bastard was uh, laying on the ground. Didn't have but no, this little peach fuzz on them, and couldn't find a nest. You know the trees are real small saplings around this pond, and uh, just couldn't find a nest. Doves are known for making really shitty nests. They build really shitty nests. They're not very good. You look at them; they're like five sticks. Of, <laughs> what are you doing? And they lay two eggs each time, and they lay them a lot. So it's it's, uh, it's a numbers game. It's like anything else, right? Uh, <laughs> but, and uh, I know it's a game bird and it, you know, can't stay here, but we, it was going to die and it'll be out of here soon, but he's been great. It's been a really cool, I think that's always been a part of me too. Uh, this one's been tough because, uh, you know, the risk involved and it's just a pain in the ass. It really is at the end of the day. Taking care of a creature a, and a human, it's a pain in the ass. You gotta set, you know, you can't just peace out and go on a trip. You know, you're gonna come home and this bird's gonna be dead or your dog. Uh, I love animals. They've been a part of my life my entire life. I've uh, rescued so many. I've uh, taught birds how to, you know, how to fly after being injured. I mean, not that I literally showed them how to fly. But I was a little kid, and I was out there freaking waving around and uh, put them on my finger and worked them out until they were good to go, put them back in the box and fed them. I've always done that. But at this point, <clears throat> if I get a dog or an animal, if it's a dog, I want to be a bird dog. I really learned that lesson. It was really nice uh, dove hunting this season just a couple weeks ago with my buddies and uh, 
Casey Wines. It's his land. It's his, him and his family's land. It's tons. Gorgeous out there. Uh, I was blessed and fortunate enough to be invited. And now, you know, it's just going to be every year. It's going to be a really great time. But it was great because he had a dog. You know, he knows better. He's just sitting on his, you know, on his ass shooting the damn birds. And that dog would go get him. Um, not me. Not everyone else. He'd come every once in a while and help you find one because there's some, you know, this underbrush, this uh, this wild vegetation that's almost, they're like little tomatoes. Cows don't eat them, apparently. Doves love them. Um, but other than that, they're pretty useless uh, other than holding the dirt, you know, as together as it can. There's some of it out there. You know, of course, just West Texas can be real dusty. It's uh, farmland. It gets tilled. It can get dusty when it's hot and dry. Luckily, we had a, a good rain just before that so it uh, made the conditions i think a lot better very you know still decently hot during the middle of the day being out there with no tree coverage really mornings were amazing beautiful sunrises and beautiful sunsets gorgeous evening perfect weather you could get away with a uh and i did i slipped into my my long sleeve wrangler denim shirt there for a while but again where was i going jeez i'm an idiot I need, that's why you need a producer, right? Someone in on the other side of you, like Joe Rogan has. Or, hey, look this up for me. Look this up for me. Or I'm sure they're messaging each other. Hey, asshole, get back on you. Know, get back on track. You're you know you're you're veering off here, brah. Yeah, that's me. I think I might need a producer. <clears throat> Maybe my son will help me. And I can uh, abuse that child labor laws, all that stuff. Well, he's about to be sixteen driving oh shit he's gonna be driving soon that is insane he's he's actually been doing good every time i'm around him he drives my car he drives his mom's uh, he's a smart kid he's uh he's pretty amazing i definitely feel without him i had him i think on his 27 26 relatively later in the recent last hundred year societal uh look at you know what the you know the american dream is supposedly have kids house all that jazz you know i kind of was a little late and skipped around moved around a bunch of you know just my life 15 schools growing up um that's changed it's being the new guy all the time same with moving just everywhere if i've kind of just felt uh i love a new challenge because it was challenging growing up to that many different schools. And we usually lived usually in, you know, sometimes we were the minority. A lot of the times we'd be, uh, <laughs> in some rough neighborhoods learning a lot of new stuff, you know, it, it, living in these different neighborhoods uh, really helped me and my family, uh, grow to be the awesome people we are today. Uh, we can kind of get in and fit in just about anywhere. Uh, cause we, that's how we were raised. Uh, my father was a maintenance supervisor for a long time for um, a couple of different uh, property managing own you know big uh, big companies that owned a shit ton of multifamily apartment complexes, and it was my dad's job to go to these newly managed, taken over managed, or just these complexes that had just really been run into the ground mechanically. Especially, and of course, I'm sure it was in the hood and, and uh, 
pretty wild. I know so. I mean, my dad used to write a journal about the shit he would come across. You can only imagine. <clears throat> you were the head maintenance guy. You're the guy that goes in, and, and he was awesome. He would go in and just turn that place around, get shit working, get the systems working, get the right people working. People followed him. Like, they loved him. They fed off that and it made, you know, because he made people better. He really cared about them. He loved them. Literally, he would give his shirt off his back. <clears throat> uh, so, of course, he goes to a new complex. And, then, you know, the, the ones that are in trouble are usually you know, not in the most savory of neighborhoods. Very economically challenged. So I found myself in some ghetto-ass schools, relatively. I'm sure there's way worse. Different cities, you know, different parts of Dallas, Detroit. Um, at the time, <laughs> I was in, you know, Arlington, Fort Worth, North Ocean Hills, Grand Prairie. Grand Prairie. Uh, and even in Arlington, I went to Hutchison, that place. It was the first time I went to a school and everywhere, every hallway had a camera on every corner. And uh, you'd really have to watch out in the bathrooms. That's where the fights would go down. That's where the cameras weren't. <clears throat> so, woo, you'd be pay not paying attention walking down the hallway. Yoink! <laughs> You're quickly uh, getting yanked in if, you know, you had some beef. And usually every school that I went to, and that's the thing, is my dad would move. We would get, you know, of course, usually a really good deal, if not free, maybe. I think a, a few times, but at least a really good deal worked in that my father and his family, us, could all stay in a, you know, one of the, the bigger ones because we had, a, you know, three three children, sometimes four, uh, depending if my dad's children were there, or five. Uh, usually there was only four at the most at one time. Um, so we we lived in a, a lot of a lot of apartment complexes. We lived in in my younger days. Um, and then as I got older, we moved in more houses, more houses. Uh, I remember they bought a house when I was in uh, first grade, had it for a couple of years. After that, a lot of renting. There's something there too. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, so yeah, going being the new guy, the first couple of weeks at a new school, uh, I was always usually the roughest because you had, or at least I had. Making friends, you know, wasn't tough for me, but making enemies wasn't really, that wasn't tough at all. That came just with the territory. The new guy, and I was in choir. So I was always getting introduced to the kid, the, the new choir, new choir teacher in front of all the choir people's kids sitting up there. Um, and, you know, sometimes those girls would like me. And of course, all the guys would hate me uh, for the first couple of weeks. So there'd be some fights. And then those guys would end up being my buddies. And it'd all be good. And then maybe my dad would change jobs because the company's sending him to, you know, he's done his job really good. And now this this new place is uh, doing great. And now they need to send him to the next uh, problem child complex. In the ghetto. Sometimes it was in the nice. But usually in the ghetto. Um, but I would get... Uh, Maybe in some trouble at school because I was a smart ass. You know, I was what I guess you would call a problem child. Had my mom seriously on speed dial. Uh, Mrs. Cobb in junior high. <laughs> Called my mom almost every day. 
Uh, I was a smart ass. I always talking back to the teachers. The teachers are assholes. Teaching bullshit. Taking out their personal frustrations and their lackluster lives. <laughs> that's, at least that's what I thought. I guess part of me still feels that way. That they were just, you know, not very happy. They took it out on us. At least a few of us. And I was still, you know, even when it wasn't even my fight. Nothing to do with me. You could see a teacher picking on a kid. Just for no reason. And I'd take up for him. <laughs> I'd always talk shit. <laughs> I was sweet, too, man. I had, I mean, I was, I was raised right. I really was. <laughs> Respect my elders. But at the same time, um, also, there's a lot of rage in me. Uh, when I, was, when I was younger, it took, and I had to go, I went to many years of therapy. Dr. Ronald F. Rebel, life changer. Um, I was one of those kids that was put on Ritalin when it was first a thing, when they first decided to you know, change the name of meth or whatever into Ritalin before it was Adderall. Um, they put me in that in the second grade to kind of settle me down because I was just so fucking hyper. Um, just problem child, always causing a ruckus and uh, center of attention type bullshit. Jokester. Um, but I also, you know, I was loved, I think, but also I raged against the machine even as a child. <laughs> I did. Because uh, there was a time, really, uh, when my biological father started to come back into the picture around the second grade. First grade, I was in a problem child. Mrs. Crocker. She loved me. I loved her. We, uh, we incubated some chickens or ducks. One of the two. I can't remember. Um, first grade. After that is when my biological father started coming around a bit. Um, and it was confusing. I really loved my dad, my biological stepdad. You know, loved him to death. He was my father since I was six, seven months old. I know it sounds sketchy, right? new kid I mean but that's life my mom wanted something better my biological father was an asshole uh, just a fucking asshole he's still alive still haven't you know reconciled that because it's uh, it's a waste of time unfortunately I don't know that's at least where I'm at and I still I know I need to have some growth I don't have a lot of time he's withering down to nothing and he knows I can't even have a real conversation with him. I've given up. It's been years. I think I haven't seen him since my grandma died. She was awesome. She was incredible. Her and my cousin, Brian Uringa, aunt and uncles did a really good job keeping our, our family love together. Um, and that was my, you know, my Hispanic side of my family, which is a whole different type of culture. As you know, I'm not telling nothing you know. <laughs> but for me, when you got like your, and we'd always talk about it, you got your white side and you got your, your Mexican side, your Spanish side. Um, then of course it's a, a joke have being a half breed. And I, you know, I experienced uh, some racism as a younger kid growing up, uh, getting that whole, you, you know, you and your people, I'm sure there's, you know, People are going, you don't know, Terry. <laughs> and, and I know. And, you know, civil uh, injustice and all that, or civil rights, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've experienced it. My dad did. 
my mom did while with my dad, both of my dads, my biological father and my stepfather, um, are Hispanic men, more Hispanic men. My mom had a thing for the brown. She had a good taste, I guess. And my biological father, man, he had a lot going for him, like a lot of us. Smart is smart. One of the most well-read men I know. <clears throat> Used to be very huge in outdoors, but again, he's weathered, withered away to nothing. Very smart. He was in the Navy, dental technician. He always had a big chip on his shoulder. He, he, I don't think he's worked as long as I've really been alive. Crazy. Crazy. I'm sure there's some mental aspects. Damper. <laughs> some mental aspects. Uh, depression. I don't know. I've tried to get it out of him. Why he just gave up on life. Why he didn't want to have anything to do with us kids. Because I worked there. Us three are not the only ones. We have a half brother and a half sister that are alive and they're awesome human beings. They're incredible. Um, proud as shit of them that we share the same blood, but you know, they can't stand Butch. That's his, that's his nickname that he hates. <laughs> his real name's Adam, my biological father. I'm guess you guys would call him donor. He could have been really great. Outdoorsman, well-read, smart as shit, charismatic, good looking, pretty. He'd get in fights in his day for being pretty, pretty boy. And he, you know, he was a Latino, Golden Glove boxer. A lot of things could have gone good for him if he'd let it. And like I said, I don't know. He's never been checked out. See if there's any psychological issues. I know he lost his very first son, child. I had like, I don't know, six months. I don't know. I'm sure someone could correct me. Something like that. Sid's. I think he gave CPR mouth to mouth and it just didn't work. Same thing happened to my brother, Blake. And he, my biological father, Adam, resuscitated my brother, or at least kicked him into gear, breathed for him. Um, and there are some good things that came from him, my humor, my, I think, dark side of my humor. Uh, he did push me to learn, you know, to educate myself, like self-educate. I'm just by the shit that they teach you at school. Read a fucking book and get into the wild. He taught me. I can say that about him. It's hard for me to say positive things about him because I hold so much resentment towards him. I loved him. I love him. He could be so funny. And he wasn't an actively bad person. He was an asshole. He always had something. And I say, I talk about him as if he's dead. He's not far from it. But he always would talk to someone, always be busting their balls and having something negative to kind of poke at him. If he knew something, he, if he knew a weakness about you, he would, uh, he would use that for no reason. Christmas time, the holiday, Thanksgiving, I would come over to my, go over to my grandma's house where everyone congregate for the holidays. <laughs> He was just an asshole. And, and uh, the entire family just, God, they couldn't stand his ass. Some of them, like, loved him because he was a funny asshole. Son of a bitch. God. Um, but he could have really enjoyed life if he let himself. He wasted a good life. And 
it's hard for me sometimes. It really is. There's times I just want to call them and reach out and just tell you I love you. I've done it before. I have multiple times to where I've reached out and just go like, hey, no matter what, I know I've held a lot of grudges towards you. Blame you for you know a lot. Whatever. Maybe I just want you to know I still love you. <laughs> expecting. I don't know. Unrealistically expecting. Uh, maybe for him to you know just break open share and tell me he loved me and that he's so sorry and that he wish he could do it all over again. I guess that's what I was unrealistically wanting. Never. Oh, shut up. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sammy. He'd always call me Sammy. Sammy. He gave me these stupid-ass nicknames. Sammy. My sister calls me that shit, too, ever since I was a kid. Do I look like a Sammy? Cam Sam. That's that's right. That's where it came from. My brother Blake was Blake the Snake. I came from Butch. Adam. Whitney. What did he used to call her? He always called her something kind of um, ghetto. <laughs> what? Funny old mean bastard. He really lost his funniness from what I hear. My sister lost her freaking heart. She's a saint sometimes. She still takes care of his ass. Um, as far as you know, she's been always been there for him. Again, she's had to absorb so much of his negativity, and I've told her so many times, "Why do you put up with that shit? He has given nothing back to this world. He has wasted everything. Like what a slap in the face." I mean, I've been. I know I've been an asshole. Like, who am I? But I have, hmm. See, I have still have so much growth. So, so much growth to, to push for. I would love to release and let that go. And tell him again. I mean, and I know I'm going to get the same damn thing. <laughs> it's like a movie. Man, we're already at 30 minutes, but I don't know. I mean, who makes the rules? I know, you know, fuck people. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I, I, not, I, I'm going to be me. You know, I have a, you know, I have a lot of friends that believe. And I do it to an extent that words have power. But I also believe that people choose to give them power. And they're just letters that are arranged into a different configuration. And at different times in history, we give them meaning and power. There's some really good shows and some really good books about curse words. I honestly have to say I love them. But I think there can be, you know, too much. Can be, you know, too much of anything is bad. In comedy, too. <laughs> um... We see that now, right? All these fucking God. Cancel or, you know, cancel culture. It's hard to say something. It's hard to just be funny. It's hard to feel safe being funny. Um, I've always said, you know, when people, you know, it's usually been a girlfriend or maybe a mom that's getting tired of my smart ass <laughs> being funny. Um, and I just tell him, you know, I'm, I may not get paid to be a comedian, but I'm a fucking comedian, dude. 
I am. And I'm also an actor. I should get a, a, a Golden Globe. I don't know, something. One of those awards. And I think a lot of us should. Because we do act a lot. And a lot of us are really good at acting. I got good at acting for a while, for a long time, to where I could, you know, just hide, really hide behind a little facade, smile, communicating, listening, but also not being there. I used to be good at hiding in plain sight. I used to be like a stealth ninja. You wouldn't have thought it. So many people that I share that with, they're like, what are you saying, are you Scott? You, of all people. I'm like, what do you mean? I hurt, man. Like you all, I hurt. I bleed inside. I have demons. Just like the rest of us. I do. We all do. I don't even know where the hell I was going with this. I do know, like I would think I was talking about earlier, that uh, I thought I was going to do one of these a week. Because I got shit to do. And this stuff takes time. And as you can notice in my videos, I haven't edited shit. Because that takes time. And honestly, I'm not, you know, of course I'm making excuses. I'm not going completely 100% filling this vibe of this studio. I miss my little studio, my, <laughs> my little spot on the river. That's where I've been envisioning and dreaming all of this happening. But it's okay. I'm adapting. I gotta. I and like I said, I had to get just to do it. I had to listen. Listen to myself when I tell you guys too. To listen to your friends. Listen to the people that you've decided to surround yourself with. Your circle. These people that you watch that you you admire because of their strength, their fortitude, intestinal fortitude, their ability to overcome the fear that you know damn well they have and to see the success and the happiness that they have. I've got to listen to myself. I've surrounded myself with these people for a reason, subconsciously and consciously. And now I got to listen to them. I got to listen to myself and listen to these motherfuckers that help me. Help me be better. Help me achieve my dreams and my goals. Because I do have a lot of them. And I can do it. I can. It's so awesome. It feels awesome to really believe that if if I just follow the blueprint that so many have laid before us, I can find success and happiness consistently. We're always going to have that up and down of life. That's life. You have to have the good with the bad. You have to have the light with the dark. Right? We have to. The yin and the yang. It's been there. We have to have that. But the trick and the art is shortening the gap because we do know that we do control the biggest portion of our problems that we make such a big deal about. We, they're our fault. We could have changed them. We could have made different decisions. And that's okay. Again, we wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here if not for the dumbass decisions I made. Do I wish I would have changed? I could change some of those. Yes, man, I do. Because it didn't have to be that hard. It didn't. So I'm listening and I'm just doing, I'm not editing this stuff yet. I think I'll get to that point because I also want to, I have a friend 
that's working on some some uh, background music, uh, inter, you know, uh, intro. You know, where it's like, hey, get ready for gambler's on water. Wow. Yeah, we're going to have some of that shit. I don't know. Something. But I want it to be cool and artsy, I guess, I think. And I've got some really good friends. I got some really good friends that are going to help me. I'm excited about it. It is a lot of work. It takes some concentration, some um, some planning. And it takes a lot of just shutting up and just listening. Listening to the ones that have found the happiness and the success that you so eagerly desire. Or do you? Because your actions speak louder than your words. I think you've heard that before. We all have, and we know it to be true. Let's do it. If you want it, just do it. Yeah, I know. I can see Shia LaBeouf just going, do it. I love that guy, by the way. That that guy's been, he's put himself through some shit. He's been put through some shit. I can only imagine what some of these artists go through, whether you're a musician, a child musician, like a Michael Jackson, even a Justin Bieber. Um, you spend your whole life living in that world, either a musician or a movie star. Joaquin Phoenix, you've seen these people. They either die or they've gone through a bunch of shit and they've come out of them. Or maybe they haven't, but there's been some really cool bounce backs. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is one of those. He, he had a really cool exception, acceptance speech. You know, thinking that some of the people that have given him all the different chances and uh, put up with this bullshit because I hear, you know, he knows he can be hard to work with. And he's been through some shit. You know, he lost his brother early on. And to be a child actor and to grow into that and win Oscars. And I can only imagine the psychological mind the fuck that a person goes through. That's why I was afraid. I was, I definitely learned that I was afraid to make it. I was afraid. I was afraid I didn't have the control to live long. <laughs> I was in a, I was in a band. I was in a handful of bands growing up from about mid-junior high and then up. And we found some cool success as hometown heroes. It was cool. In Dallas, Texas. We got to play some really cool venues with some incredible bands that actually did make it. And I had some friends that had some way more better success than me. And so freaking proud of them. Um, I've had bandmates that did really good after I stepped away. Um, but what an experience, but it was so easy and it was so crazy to get caught up in that life. Like it was really neat to, uh, like uh, my dream as a, as a kid, as a musician was just to play deep. I want to play, uh, what was it? Uh, trees and, uh, damn it. Why am I drawing a blank galaxy club? Getting one major one. Shut down now. Curtain Club. God, I'm an idiot. See? Don't do drugs. <sighs> Curtain Club. That was like the crown jewel that I always wanted to play at. And I got to multiple times. I got to be a little hometown hero. To us, so, you know. We could fill a we could fill a spot. We did. We put on some big shows. And at a young age we could headline. And and main play main support right before a very big band or very national act, um, but really quickly you start having people that um, you don't really know if they really liked your music 
they tell you they did. <laughs> but I think they just liked you because everyone else did. Um, but there's a lot of freebies. And it's crazy because I, um, I mean, even though I did do some experimenting in my younger band days with drugs, um, it's not what you would think, I guess. I mean, I did. I had like, you know, some really stupid nights. But not a lot, not what you think. As, when I got older, an adult adult, I had some challenges. Mm -hmm. You know, always being the guy, the guy with the friends everywhere. Having a home bar, just like Cheers, just like Cheers. It's crazy because I watched that show as a kid and I remember we had a wet bar in our house a couple times. Um, and I remember staying up late and not only would I like shadow box, like, so I watched what during like Rocky four, Rocky three, that's during that time. Uh, loved it. And I was in golden globe boxing as well, but I was shadow box. I'd box, like have imaginary fights in the living room while everyone was asleep. I'd be downstairs boxing out this like 12 rounds, man. Like literally I'd have them timed. We're looking at the clock on the, the fireplace mantle. And I'd have these fights, you know, and I'd get my ass whooped. I'd be in the corner, you know, and pretty much it'd be Rocky, you know, get my ass beat for a while. And then finally I'd come back. <laughs> but I would also be at the wet bar sometimes and I'd be acting out movies. And I think like TV shows and movies and like Westerns. And I'd be filling shot glasses up with water, pretending like I was getting shit faced and getting in bar fights like Roadhouse. I did a lot of that pretend shit. <laughs> like that's. And then when you get older, I mean, of course, I was drinking before you're allowed to drink. I was going, I was in bars before you could go to bars. I had a brother that was three years older than me that we got along really good. We got all the same friends. My my friends had older brothers that were best friends with my brother. And uh, my older brother kind of paved the way for me. Not necessarily a good way <laughs> because he kind of led the way and he introduced. I, when I was in junior high, I was going to high school parties. When I was high school, I was going to college parties. When I was in, you know, college times, I, you know, I was out doing my own thing. And, but always hung out with older crowd, usually. So I got to experience some pretty cool things. Um, helped me grow up fast. Uh, not necessarily a good thing either. But, I mean, again, can't change it. I had a blast. I did. Again, I do wish I would have taken a lot more things in school seriously. I wish I would have spent a little bit more time with the the people that were pushing for you know positive stuff. Not that I wasn't pushing for positive stuff. I wanted to be a rock star and I thought that's all I was gonna be. Like work was not in it. Getting a check weekly was not in it. It was playing music. In fact, they did a little small documentary. We had a friend that was in college, and she did her, like, senior whatever. She was in uh, film school or whatever. She made a documentary about our band. It was actually pretty damn hilarious. She's dead now. Overdose. Um, Years ago. Alexis, she was awesome. Um, really cool lady. Girl. She was a girl, and she did that documentary on us. But it was funny, because, and we didn't communicate about this as a band, but, you know, we kind of, when they did our little personal interviews that cut in and out of the, the practice recordings and the live shows she recorded. Uh, we all basically said, all we want to do is play music. 
I don't care if I eat sandwiches for the rest of my life. It was before eating ramen was cool. Like, you know, we were, of course, we all eat ramen. That's what I survived off of. But sandwiches. <laughs> Everyone's like, all I want to play is music and I'd eat sandwiches. You know, I don't care for the rest of my life. All I want to do is play music, which, of course, we know that is not true because we got older and we had different priorities that grew. And, uh, but man, that was funny and fun. But I, again, I think I, I mentioned earlier that I was, uh, I think ultimately I realized and knew that I was afraid of making it because I got to a point where like, I never craved anything, but if it was there and someone offered me, I was like, yeah, sure. That can be dangerous. Our drummer, my drummer of Udoka, he moved, I mean, we moved on to the creative band called Moving Atlas, which my dad died, and then I stepped down, and they got a new vocalist, and they did really good. But then my our drummer ended up killing himself, hung himself. He was on a chemical mixture of cocaine and pills. I forgot which ones, but had obviously and consistently been mixing that cocktail up and down, having relationship issues, being emo. He was a smart, smart dude, funny and good looking, had a you know great smile. Women loved him. <laughs> he was an asshole. He was a smart ass. He was good. Um, we had a weird relationship because I don't really think he liked me. Or maybe I think he liked me, but maybe part of him was uh, threatened, maybe. Not necessarily physically, but just because I was a lead singer and everyone liked me. And I liked them. I treated them well. He was an asshole to everyone. He really was. He was a prima donna. He was an asshole. I love him, though. I love him. And later, it was crazy, just a few days before he killed himself. A few days, man. He apologized to me after years. He apologized for being a fucking asshole to me all that time. He said, I'm sorry for being an asshole to you all those times, Cam. Because there'd be times where, like, all of us as a band, we all, like, multiple, of, like, three or four of them, three of them lived together, I think, two of them at least. Um, and, but we'd all hang out at their house. They had a big house, a really cool house. Um, and we had a studio in there, at least a, a bit of a practice studio, and then we had a really bigger studio somewhere else. Um, but we, we, we recorded a CD once in, in the garage portion that was made into a bedroom, but... But it was weird because, like, as a band, like, we all trusted each other and, and loved each other and stuff. And, you know, we had that whole vibe going. But not him. It was like when one or two of them had to go to work. There's still other people there. It was like he didn't trust me there at his house. He's like, hey, you got to go. I'm like, we're going to practice after this, right? You know, like, fucker, God, you know, get out of my vibe and drive, you know, off. And then come back later. I was a stupid kid. But. He ended up apologizing to me just a few days before. And I said, no problem, man. You can't help the way you were born. And I, because I, I didn't know really what to say. Like, I, I wish, of course, that I would have gone like, God, dude, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Because I always felt like I did something wrong. Like, what the fuck did I do? We never were tight. Like, he paid me a lot of respect, like, and show whenever we'd meet up for, for a practice and, and hang out at shows and we'd have good energy. And, um, he'd tell me, good job. You did a fucking awesome. You sounded incredible tonight. Your energy was great. You know, stuff like that. Um, I don't know if that's cause he knew he had to, I don't know, or should, I don't, I don't understand. You know, I don't, he and I just were never tight. Like Ricky and I was or Jeff or Jebo, uh, or Chris. And it was a big band. 
They've been jamming together since they were kids, pretty much. I was out of my league, for sure. I learned a lot from them. Hurry up, hurry up, learn more, be better. <laughs> and they made me better. They really did through that challenge. Oh my God, it was hard. Because they were crazy. They were trying to be like, you know, they were playing music for musicians that knew, that were good musicians, that, you know, oh, look, it's in that time signature. Oh my God, he's like, yeah, look at that triple A. You know, all the, you know, they, but that, you know, 90% of the people that are out there are not musicians. Quit making it so hard. It, just because it's hard doesn't make it better. In fact, I learned, at least I believe, I think a lot of them just do, is less is more. Keep it simple, stupid. All of life. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is some intricate shit out there, some music that people are just incredible, that I just like, how do they even do that? It's incredible. love listening to it. But those are special. I don't think, and I don't necessarily think that they're going for necessarily the hardest Yes, I'm sure they go for something that's very challenging to write, to play. But I don't know. Man, I've really gone on here. I guess that's cool. That's good, right? I mean, there are different formulas of how to run this show, a show. But this is also my life. And as much as I do want to share it to as many people and be able to help each other and uh, just, again, share. Let you know that I'm just a dude. I've made it through some shit. A lot of shit I've created, I've made it through some shit that I didn't create. And I just learned to pivot. I listened, I watched, and I learned from my stupid mistakes, and I still learn. I love this life again, I will tell you that. It is still hard and challenging. I love it. I do. I want you to love it. I want you to feel the victories that I felt and that I feel on a daily basis. The people that I surround myself make me feel alive. The people I work with and work for give me purpose, make me feel great, challenge me, and I want to be better for them. I want to be able to cultivate a, a consistent product, which is me, and to keep that going for them, not just for me and my family, but for theirs, you know? If I do better, the more I do, the better I do, of course, the better they do. More opportunity for them, right? And there's so many people in my, uh, within my company that, are, that they do so much. And there's so many of them that do so much. We got a real team. It's cool. And I'm, I'm very lucky that they reached out to me and gave me this, this opportunity that I have. It's cool. I like what I do. I like what I do, who I do it with, where I'm going, and who I'm going there with. They're cool folks. Again, I think it all comes back to circles, right? I've had to make some changes. And, and there are so many. I do have so many pieces in this puzzle. Pieces. People. People. Humans. I have a lot of humans in my circle. It's big. It's, there's a lot. It's hard to, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to get to all of them, to spend time, to hear their voice, to hear what's going on, to let them know you still love them and you still appreciate them for, for being a part of your, your journey and your life. There's so many of them that I've known since I was a child. I'm so lucky. Again, so many schools. I knew so many people. I know so many people and they've done a great job and we've done a good job. I keep itching my nose. I'm sorry. I've been, I was in the sauna today and I'm dried out. And I'm, I'm cotton mouth. I need some water. 
That should always be here, right? Water, juice, coffee, coffee bean. I should have a coffee crusher person. Make them in water coffees. We'll crush stuff. Okay? Crush it. <laughs> Told you are going to have some fun. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. And so are you. And so can you be. Yeah. Don't take life so seriously, man. Do and you don't. Again, it's a, it's a uh, yin and yang. Sometimes I feel like Michael Scott <laughs> giving life advice. <laughs> because I'm not a therapist. I think I legally have to say that I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm not yet. I don't pretend to be one. I'm just sharing my life. What's helped me find happiness where others have failed. For damn sure. Faux show. I'm proud. I am fucking proud of where I am. And who I am, what I am, I am. There's some days I'm not. There's some minutes I'm not. There's some minutes I seconds out. Like, or you know, throughout this recording, these recordings, there's like this little demon in me that still I have to fight and tell him to shut up. He says, "You stupid." <laughs> What you're saying is worthless. They don't care. No one cares. There's no one listening. There's like 20 people, I think. But do they really listen? <laughs> Fool, what have you done? That voice is in my head. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Shut up. I will murder you. I will break your neck. I'll eat your skin. I'm good. I'm good at this thing called life. Because I'm still here. I'm still happy. And I know... People before me have failed. I will not fail because I will not quit. I will not quit sharing. I will quit. I will not quit trying to help you through sharing, through being open and honest. There's so much I have to share and be honest about. Then there's still so much of my life that's in wor work, in working, dude. So much, dude. I got. I, mean, I feel like I got to. I do got to do both. You gonna attack me? Cause I don't say the right thing? You could. I don't know. Oh well, let's go, let's roll, let's fight. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I love you all. I want you to find happiness, whatever that means to you. Take care of yourself, take care of your body. Find your new circle if you have to. Listen. Two ears, one mouth. Listen twice as much as you speak. There have been years where I've been a loud mouth son of a bitch in a room. Attention whore. The guy with the jokes. Yeah. A lot of that was bravado. A lot of that was me hiding. When inside there's an insecure child. It's saying like me, like me. Be <laughs> my friend. I'm not successful, but I love you, and I want you to love me. At times, that was me hiding. I'm lost then. That's all of us, right? I think a lot of us. That's why I'm doing this, because there is a lot of us. Like I mentioned before, something I'm going to be digging into is suicide. talked about it just a minute ago with my buddy Matt, our good buddy Matt. He was a prick. He was a good prick. My prick. 
my asshole. He's a badass drummer. Holy shit. I'll share some of that music. He was incredible. He was a perfectionist. God, I hated watching him beat himself up. He would. would be in a studio or practice, and he just couldn't get it What in his head. Of course, us, we're listening to it and going, oh, my God, dude, you crazy fool. You're bad. That was an awesome take, man. And he'd be like, no, let's do it again. That sucked. Shut up. That sucked. No, no. And you just head down. Just do what's crazy. I respected that about him. Yeah. Killed himself. Got a lot of friends, family. So I talk. I share. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to fight. Fight the insecurities. And I'm going to... Tr- I will be better. I've listened to some of these these past two. And I've really screwed it up. I said I would. I think therefore I am. And of course I have to. You got to screw it up. Got to see if it feels right. Got to hear it and listen to it. And be like, oh, you're stupid. All right. Because also too, the video, it it translates differently, I think, with just the audio. And I've really liked, I don't know, you guys tell me, the little bit of like, bink, bink, boop, 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 music in the background. I like it. I like listening to that uh, when I'm jamming it in my headphones. Just because I've been like listening to it, not because oh I need to listen to myself talk. No, it's because I'm listening to the, the the sound quality to make sure the levels of my microphone. I've got a buddy coming to help me with that as well because I know it can be better. As well as I'm I'm using as simplest form of um, software or whatever you call, it, call it. you know I'm old school as well. Um, it's connected. It's called uh, Riverside, connected through Anchor, which is connected through Spotify. Um, it's not quite as adjustable as you'd want it. I mean, it is, it, it just really, it's, it's pretty simple. It's easy, user-friendly. If you've never done this before, it's great. Um, still a learning curve, but easy to get through. But I do want something that's got more control and it more manageable because I am going to be able to have cutscenes and shit. Like when I'm talking about something, I do want some picture and image pop up of what I'm talking about so you can really understand what I'm saying and what I'm talking about. Uh, and there's going to be music editing. There's going to be me again. We're going to cut away once we get back out to the river. Once we get on locations, we're going to cut away and um, do some shit in the wild, which is going to take editing, which again, I think that's why it works out this way. I'm not going to have every day or every week. Yes, I'm just not. I could. I have a lot of friends and, and people within my industry, and I'm sure I will add some of that throughout the week, like Zoom ones. Uh, but what I want are face-to-face. But those are going to be special. And we're going to be able to really, I'm going to take the time and really edit those and make them this seamless and transition and uh, just feel a lot better and a lot easier to watch. You know, there is an algorithm. There is a, a reason, a rhyme and a reason to everything. And I do ignore a lot of them and just like, let's do it. Just throw it out there because part of it is just throwing it out there. There are a lot of successful people that just throw the shit out there. It doesn't have to look all studio-y all the time. Some people just like this raw shit. So I flow with it. And I'm going to flow with it. I will. I'm just going to adapt and overcome. I'm going to get better. Get better lighting. I got some lighting right here. My microphone's great. This is one of the best mics you can get. I'm going to get another one for guests. Um, 
But yeah, I'm going to get better lights. See? I'm learning. I'm going to get a better camera. Ooh, ah. Let me get all that jazz, guys, for you, for us. Make it more comfortable, easier to consume. Keep it simple, stupid. And is this going to... I did it. I've done an hour show on my third go. Free flow. If I can do it, you can do it. God. An hour? That's pretty cool. May not, may, may not be snappy. May not mean a lot to you. But it means a lot to me. And I know it means a lot to my friends too. I know that. The friends that are watching this, that have reached out to me, that have seen this, shared it, that like it, that call me, that text me, uh, tell me how good I'm doing and they're proud of me. Uh, that means so much to me. It does. Because this isn't easy. It isn't at first. It really isn't, especially the way I do it. I just, I've got, it's, uh, I can, I'm so afraid. I am, but I just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Just having fun. Loving you guys. Loving you guys that have been loving me and showing me through your actions and helping me. That gives me so much power when you guys speak power into me and energy. That's what I want to be for you. For all of you out there that eventually get to absorb this, if if uh, you know, if it's right, if it's a good fit, <laughs> if it's a good fit for you, I want to be that for you. I want to be if you're a friend. I've always just wanted friends. I think we all do. Some people don't. Some people are good yours. Not me. This is cool. Over an hour. All right, I'm going to shut this down. I will share this. I got banned off of Facebook for 24 hours. Or banned from commenting, liking, or anything like that, or replying. Because a buddy of mine responded to a comment I made. He called me a fake Mexican, because I'm a half-breed. It's an inside joke. He's full Mexican. He looks like he's fucking Indian. Sometimes. But he is a taco. Whoa, gotta watch out. I know, I know. That could be construed as racist. I'm not. I'm half taco. I'm like part taco and part hamburger. I don't know. <laughs> kind of. Or stew. Beef stew. Carne quesada. It's the same thing. Pretty much. I don't know. It tastes different. But the same. It's a little bit different because I have got cumin one has comino, and one does not. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Just having some fun. People are like, what the fuck am I listening to? What are you listening to? You a freak? No, you're listening to me. I'm your friend. I'm Cam Wade. This is Words on Water. Thank you, guys. Peace, peace, and chicken grease. That's what my sister says to me. Birds and bees and birds and bees and boots and pants. Boots and pants. Sheep, schnapp, snail, dark. Have a good day. Good day. Tomorrow's Friday, right? Yeah, I had a great workout today. That's why I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. And I had fun today. C3, public adjusting firm. Great people. Thank you for having me, feeding me, let me play golf. I think I won. I did win. I whooped ass. You saw it. We recorded it. I'll post those pictures tomorrow. 
after my band is up. But yeah, he called me a fake Mexican. I called him a beaner. And I called him racist. Of course, I was joking. And I got banned for 24 hours for saying beaner. I'm half beaner. Jeez. Facebook, your AI or whatever those fucks. It's not smart enough to know that I'm half breed. Check out my skin. My father used to call me a half breed coconut. <laughs> don't care. An Oreo, he would say. He'd call me, hey, half breed. Get over here, bro. Son, half breed. That's what he'd call me. Because that's half taco. I still am. <laughs> I'm the best parts of both parts. Sometimes I laugh and I hear a really good joke. <laughs> Half of me laughs. The other cries and, 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 and decides to not be offended. Because it's all stupid. Have a good day. Peace.